Welcome back to the Apprenticeship Diaries. This is Time of Day, the conclusion to our interview with Derek Hartman. Welcome to the Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. And same with guest spots too. Like, um, I feel like, I feel like as far as like, I've only done a few. I did one in, um, in Virginia beach at Trinity tattoo and they no longer are there uh, as Trinity. They opened up another shop. And then I also, um, did it to get uh, multiple guest spots with my friend Evans in, in Rhode Island, which I'm also licensed in. Um, but now because I have a private studio, I really want to do a lot of guest spots because I want to see how other people run their businesses like you. I want to see multiple tattoo machines, why they use it, ask a lot of questions, you know, like just so you know, like 13 years in, I'm, I I still want all those things. I still haven't ticked off the boxes of the things that I want to do. I've really, you know, I've really just tried to make sure that my foundation has been solid for myself. And like you, I, I think building that confidence of like going up to people and knowing enough about tattooing to not sound like a complete moron, you know, like that's still what I'm, I'm aiming for. I think I fall short of it a lot, but you know, they recognize it now. <laughs> I, th- I think it's thriving off of that gut instinct that I like the most. Because yeah. it just, it, it keeps things feeling fresh all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's, yep. yeah, every day, every day is just something new. It, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Um, uh, is there a license in Ohio? I'm curious. I didn't ask, or not Ohio, um, Wisconsin. I'm sorry. Wisconsin, there is. Yeah. yeah. There is. What's the yep. process of, of all of that, if you don't mind sharing? I was just curious. Yeah. So in Wisconsin, it's you have to be, uh, you have to get your blood pathogen certification. Um, and then coupled along with that, you have to be licensed under a shop. Um, and then from there, um, you have to apply and you have to prove that, you know, you work. Uh, for a certain shop. And then you don't have to meet, uh, there was no no certain set amount of hours that you had to provide. Right. Uh, you could just apply for it and uh, they grant you your license. So gotcha. that, was, that was pretty much all is as far as first had to go. Uh, yep, fee every year. And then I think they knock it down a few bucks um, every year, every time okay. you renew it. So Okay, what is it initially? I'm just curious. Uh, I think it's like, I want to say it was like 125 bucks. Okay, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah, for your cert, and then not including your blood pathogen, which is like thirty-five if you on Red Cross. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, you can get. We were Fawn and I were talking about how how upsetting a lot of those things are. Because, oh yeah. Uh, well, because they don't allow you to like if you've done them a million times, like her and I have, and we've actually had we've actually had in house like face to face training of of CPR and things like that. Like I used to be a lifeguard. Um, she was very much so into science biology and, and all of that stuff. And uh, so, you know, for us, it's kind of like, you know, can't, can I just test out? Like, can I just like, but now you have to watch all the videos and then the videos are not even accurate. Like you'll see complete contradictions. So we were kind of like dogging or like for tattooing. So just to get yeah. a tattoo license. Wow. Well, yeah, like, well, for the bloodborne, no, for the bloodborne pathogen, like when you see, 
Um, so I get one of mine through pro trainings and I, I put this on there all the time, but I need to just reach out to them and be like, Hey, can we like, can we like offer you some suggestions about this like three hour course that you have a sit through? <laughs> um, first of all, like uh, some of this is not even relevant Well, you don't even need it. Um, can we, can we test out of those things like really, really quickly, but like, for God's sakes, I know that an EMT might need a watch, but like for a tattoo artist to wear a watch constantly is it's not, not good. Like it's not a good thing to emulate in, in our industry. Like you, you can't wrap them appropriately. Like it's not something that's sustainable. Most people have to take them off for this guy to constantly be wearing this watch. Yeah, I wouldn't want to wear any jewelry yeah. doing something like that because like I'm a chef. You don't want to wear anything, really. Yeah. You know? Likewise, I'm I'm filthy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So like there's just some notes. And I and I do put on there like, hey, you know, uh your video kind of showed this, and, and then I know the law there is this, so might want to update your video, but then they never do. And so I'm like, okay, well, how much do they actually like read these surveys like do they just have running these yeah running it (laughs) well and that's the thing is that typically with a lot of the regulations that's why i ask the questions and that's why i'm i'm kind of like just enough regulation to be like cool but understand that once it gets to a certain point it's all about making money nobody's enforcing shit everybody's like whatever and for me it's kind of like if i'm paying money to this and I'm actually care about learning the information because like Fawn, like you probably, I want to educate my client. I want to be well-educated. If I'm, if I'm paying for education, I want to make sure that I'm actually able to apply it, especially in terms of selling my craft and, and branding myself that much better because it's something that I can, I can then put on as part of the service that I'm giving people. It's like, yeah. I have this accreditation or I have this or that. But once I realize that you're just paying for a glorified piece of paper and there is no actual observance of it and and what's there is I'm just making people who don't deserve it money that they don't deserve anymore. And they're not, they're not, they're baselining at something just, just because that's, I don't like that. Like, I'm just like, what are we doing here? You know, like it's either, it's either you're going to care or you're not going to care, but at the end of the day, this should be about what it integrally was meant to be for. And in a lot of ways, a lot of the regulation that you see out there is not for what they advertise the narrative to be about, which is namely yeah. the public safety. It's more about the money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what well, becomes about that? I think it starts out with very high integrity and, um, and a lot of momentum, but it's, it's um, something that, I find that it's hard to sustain and it's, and it's hard to grow within integrity because you have to have really good delegation skills. You have to have really good players as you scale, you have to make sure that you do that progressionally and you put the right players in. And, you know, I think, I think it becomes just another government job eventually to where people are paper pushers and they only know, a certain facet of their job and nobody really expects, you know, respects the tears or why. And they're just like, this is what we have to do. And that's like yeah. their attitude. It's just like, oh, man, like, I know it's bullshit, but like, could you just, 
could you just play ball to make all of our lives easier? Like that's, that's honestly what it's, it comes down to. And it just drives me fucking crazy. I'm like, you're cool with that. You're cool with saying that to me. Like, I'm not cool with you saying that to me. Like, what are you here for, man? Like, what are your life goals? Is this okay with you? Like, because it's not okay with me. (laughs) So so much of it too, um, you know, just stemming from like the point of, from the view of an apprenticeship, you know, I remember like bringing a portfolio around to all these different shops, like when I was first looking and just not being given the time or day to have something like that reviewed or, you know, you don't even know like, who's walking in, you know, you barely introduce your name. And by the time you're done within 30 seconds, you know, no one's going to remember. Um, and then when you finally, you know, for somebody who's actually coming in, who, you know, maybe the most, you may be, uh, you may be degrading the next, you know, great. That's going to walk through your door by not giving them the time of the day, because they're going to be the most integrity driven person. Um, right. and I make it like a point now for anybody who kind of comes in and is actually, you know, that I sense is actually serious about something, uh, serious enough to come through the door and ask for a portfolio review at, at the very least, you know, I want to, I want to give that to any individual that, you know, comes through, um, just to get a feel for, you know, not only them, um, but to see, you know, okay, what are you going to, what are your goals? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? Let's have a conversation with this. I'm not going to deprive you of that. I know what that felt like. Mm -hmm. And I think there were, you know, just this last weekend, like an eighth grader uh, came in, who had the confidence to whip out her sketchbook. And I was like, you know, you're really like, you're killing it for an eighth grader. Yeah. Let me me drop you a tip. Here's like, you know, a little shader I haven't used in forever. Like this is yours. Here's how you like blend. And this kid, you know, just, you never know if, you know, that, that individual is going to have the support you know, that lack thereof that, you know, I kind of had growing up with it. And so it's just, you don't want to deprive somebody of that. Who's going to be one of those key players like later on in future is how I think about it. Yeah. One. And you never know. You just pass that light. Like I said, you pass that light and you just turned up hers a little bit more. And um, I think that's really cool. Yeah. And, and um, so, you know, speaking of it, I mean, it sounds like you had, um, you found your shop and you found somebody who is willing to work with you as you came. But what, aside from the rejections of other shops, was there anything that surprised you or was there, was there any hazing that needed to be involved or any kind of breakdown and build back up kind of points? No, no, no hazing or anything like that. I I think the shop that I found into was the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Just given you know, kind of where I was at in life and their ability to uh, be able to want to work with me in that regard. The, I think the one thing that we kind of went back and forth on a lot too, is from when I started getting tattooed, I had all these, you know, I had all this kind of, I was, I'm very like bullheaded and what I want to achieve. And then, you know, we, we have to remember, you know, baby steps, we got to start with baby steps and, you know, I'm kind of like, certain things are being taught. And I was always kind of like, well, that's awesome that, you know, we're learning this now. Now, how do we build that foundation into this? And so it was just constantly me trying to want to like jump ahead of things. um, And then just constantly being like pulled back. And so it always creates like a little bit of friction. Right. But, you know, at at the end of the day, I think where, if you come in very, um, very headstrong, egotistical, 
it's good to be, you know, it's good to be headstrong to a certain level and, you know, but to keep your egos and everything in check, I think are a big, a very important thing when you first start, uh, because you want to stay humble through everything. If, if you're not humble and you're just an ass, uh, you know, nobody's going to want to teach you jack shit. Um, and so at the end of the day, you know, when you're, when you're talking with somebody who's teaching you, you got to make sure, I think that you're both on the same page that, Hey, like we're just being professional about this, you know, end of the day, you know, like, thank you. And that's, that's what I think it comes down to a lot of it. And, you know, you learn that. And I think that was one of the things that surprised me was just, you know, how on the same network everybody kind of is, but then how, Oh shoot. Like we really are just uh, all learning from one another every single day. And Mm -hmm. it was just every single day. And that, that was, that was the best part. So yeah. yeah, Outside of that, nothing, like I said, no hazing. So that's, <laughs> that's yeah, cool. I've heard some stories cool. from some people. And I'm just like, you didn't throw hands over that shit. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, some shave, of the stories, you're just like, Holy shave, crap, shave a few hairy backs, pay your dues. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. outside of tattooing, art wise, what's your favorite thing to do? Like sketching, painting, watercolor? Uh, actually, uh, photography. I've shown nice. a few things photography and uh, actually like singing. So oh, oh, very cool. big, yeah, re- real big into like post metal and, uh, uh, nice. used to do a lot of singing before this. And I do like a bunch of vocal covers. Uh, I actually want to get back into a little bit of that just to see what other, you know, kind of brand you can build into yourself. And then, but photography was the one medium I actually didn't think I'd love as much as I did when I was going through college. Um, because I thought everything was digital. And then I got a feel for the hands-on of like Van Dyke prints and uh, cyanotype and what it was mm-hmm. like to work in a dark room. Um, and so playing off of, you know, what I was doing, like kind of musically, um, I started taking a lot of inspiration. I like, I like switching up all these different mediums when I can, because yeah. I think it creates, you know, freshness in other mediums that you haven't yet explored. And so Anybody who's not listening to music or, you know, doesn't listen to music, I, I strongly implore them to, you know, just really dive into that world a little bit and listen to some of these lyrics that people are, you know, just talking about. Because for me, at least, it, it helps paint a picture for the next creative, mm-hmm. uh, the next creative outlet uh, for me personally. So it's always yeah. just, it's always trying to figure out how you're going to make something feel fresh. And I think just bouncing back and forth is the way to do that. Oh yeah, I was I was just good question by the way, babe. Yeah, I was, a, yeah. <laughs> um, I I was just <laughs> saying to up. him it was it was a great question. It was great because like uh, I was just telling him the other day that I really for for the place that I want to build out it's just a private studio right now. But my 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 parents are actually giving me the opportunity. I'm not sure how it's going to actually evolve, but to build out this building that they have and they want to hear what I want to do with it. And I have to think of a vision and I, I don't necessarily want a tattoo studio. I know that sounds weird, but I want an art collective. Like I want a place where I can rent out art studio space and have a gallery up front and um, the creatives in the back and the gallery up front. Um, it'd be funny if I, I, I had a, you know, for anybody who wants this, this is for a hair salon and a, and a nightclub, but a, we call it the mullet, you know, business in the front party in the back. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of the concept and it's going to be called Beyond the Pale Art Studio. And what I'm going off of is um, the double entendre, but Beyond the Pale. Um, 
and I want to do a lot of like white fence work in there and, and kind of like motifs just to like hang things on and kind of, kind of have this, uh, it's a whole vision, but what I was telling him, he was like, you know, you don't want tattoo artists. And I was like, no, not initially. I said, if it evolves into that, that's fine. I said, but really what I want is to be around other people who just love to make, yeah. who just really get off because I find, like you just said, the other things outside of tattooing, the painting, the sculpture, the photography, the, the whatever it is, woodworking, those are the things that the, the modeling, even like the, the nude modeling that I do, um, you know, uh, doing body painting and things like that. All of those things really, really help to infuse into my tattoo work and make it better and give me concepts and ways of thinking about things that task my own profession and make it better. And I, I think that, you know, my mom used to always say, never be a jack of all trades and a master of none. And I agree with that. Um, but I do think it's important to step outside of your comfort zones and play. And if nothing else, to be around other people who inspire you or that, you know, you're all kind of doing something different, but you're coming at it with the same kind of vibration and you can learn from each other. I really want that kind of space. So it doesn't have to be tattooing. Um, I just want it to be a really cool collaborative space. And if it evolves, like I'll, anybody comes to me and it was like, I want to learn how to tattoo. I'll be like, okay, well, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll train them. I'll charge them for training. Um, yeah. cause it will be a, at that point, um, it will be something that I think I've ferreted into a kind of curriculum or a mentorship kind of thing that I'll, they'll have a price point for, but then we can involve their business into a tattooing business if they want to, and I'll help them step-by-step do it. But I think that's what the vision is as of right now, but I agree with you. I think that having those outside things um, that lend story um, for me, it was always um, literary stuff. It's the same as like music. If you break it down, if you're listening to lyrics, they're 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 human parables and stories and emotional moments and things like that that are inspiring to the next creative pursuit. So it's the same thing. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, cool. Just, leave, just leaving those stepping stones behind. I that's that's awesome. I think thinking about the end goal, even now, just you know, kind of being so young in this is what do you what do you see yourself being the end goal be and it's for me i know that answer and it's just never wanting to stop being involved never being able to uh, <laughs> death. <laughs> death that's it and cut <laughs> right exactly like that's when it will be over is when i can do no more and death like and i for me like you said like i, I just want to keep working and i want to work well and then i want to know when that work is done and gracefully accept yeah. that next Pass death the next generation or yeah. whatever may come after yeah yeah uh, or, or, you know, just, just, just very gracefully accept my fate. And at that point, let the rest of the people know that I'm happy that like, I'm at peace. And at least this is the vision for it, that I'm at peace and that I've done what I was supposed to do. And it's okay. Like that's, that's how my therapist went out. Um, I, I'm, I'm like tearing up as I think about it, but, um, you know, she had affected a lot of people's lives. And when she was dying, 
so many people like came in and rushed in, but she was dying. You know, when you're dying, you're weak. You can't, you can't balance the, the emotionality of the people that are, are so arrested by losing you. Yeah. So she like, she put out this, this huge, um, she was part of the site. Uh, I forget what it was. it was like a caretaker site. Her daughter hooked her up with it and she was able to make posts and she made like a, a journal entry that was like a final post. And it was absolutely beautiful. And it was basically to the tune of that. Like I'm at peace, you know, I'm, this is, this is fine. I appreciate all of you. Um, she gave them ways to honor her, like, you know, donate in this vein or, you know, um, think, think about these things or, you know, know that I love you. And it was just so awesome. So like, for me, that's it. Like that, that, Mm. that's the end, but like everything leading up, (laughs) how you just, how you just explain it is perfect. That's, you know, there's a very fine beauty in that. And I think, you know, without a doubt, that's, that's the end goal for what I could imagine a lot of us is. Yeah. 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 And I'm weird. Cause I want to be conscious. Like a lot of people are like, I want a quick swift death. I'm like, no, I want something chronic man. And, and progressive that I have enough time, just enough time to make final plans. Cause I'm a control freak. So I don't care if it's terminal and I don't care if there's pain. I just want enough time to like give everybody their opportunity to like feel what they need to feel and then check out. For me, for me, I've always told people, I'm like, I just want to have a little bit of fun with it right before. So <laughs> of course, I said, if, if I'm skydiving and this would be like the perfect scenario, I'm, if I'm skydiving and I pull the cord and I find out my shoot doesn't work. Well, shoot. I know how much time I've got. Let's, let's de-robe, see, see what's going on and just start doing flips and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like go crazy with it. Yeah. You got to make the most of it at that point. That's anything, right? <laughs> and then just fucking swan dive straight yeah. to the ground. Be, like, I, mean, I, think I'd be la- I think I'd be laughing doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was telling Fawn, I was like, as of right now, doing it as a leisurely activity, whoever I did it, because I'd have to do it tandem because I don't have any skills. Um, they usually make your first jump with a tandem. They, I, they have to sign a release of mine saying that they're willing to be puked on, shit on, pissed on, and possibly that I'm going to pass out. And I might even break both of our legs. So as long as they're fine with that, cool. <laughs> but like you, when presented with worst case scenario, all you can do is choose how you're going to handle it. And if you're just going to, you'd be like, fuck it, man. Like I'm going to do a few somersaults before. This you know, is I, done. I would yeah. rather skydive than bungee jump because oh, I've seen yeah. a fucking video. Yeah. The guy, you know, hit the rebound. And as he was coming up, the fucking rope looped and got wrapped around his neck. <gasps> so then he started fucking hanging there. Anything oh, with a tether man. like that. I'm like, no, boy. Nope. Oh, I no. mean, he lived because, you know, it's not a rope, but it was like bouncing, but you Jesus know. Christ. See, that's, the that's the kind of luck I'd have, too. <laughs> you know, because, like, he could see the loop forming, so, you know, like, as the thing slipped around his head, he's probably like, no. I'm with, there's a there's a comedian called Kathleen Madigan, oh, and she's like, these kids these days, they love, they love to pay to be scared. She's like, I don't get it. And I'm just like her. I'm like, 
She's like, you know what scares me? The mailman. That son of a bitch hasn't sent me anything <laughs> since I was 10 that I wanted to get. Here's your letter from the IRS. Do you want it before or after your like $12 lunch? And then you can puke it up. <laughs> I was like, she's like, everything fucking terror. Being an adult terrifies this mole, this mole. What, what is it doing now? It was this color yesterday. Now it's this. So I guess I'm just going to have another six pack and forget about it until it gets really bad. <laughs> like she's like i don't i don't pay to be scared there's enough and and i kind of find that i feel like life you know when you're pursuing your passions you don't really have to seek the next adrenaline rush at least in my opinion you it will find you (laughs) i think it's good to have those goals but then it's just knowing that you know if you if you trust things and you just always follow that gut and that it's just always going to carry you where you need to be, when you need to be there and just accept it for what it is. Yeah. And if things aren't meant to be with whatever it is you're pursuing, then, you know, you just, if you accept, if you're able to accept those things, I think, you know, that's the path that people, that are people's lives, life paths that they in turn, you know, begin to follow a little more clearly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what are your what what are your favorite things to um like either thematically or or just you know like you geek out about something in general what do you like to draw the most or what do you like to tattoo the most yeah. as of right now that's a good question i like you know i like mixing it up mm-hmm. just going from the nature just the nature of me as a human and what i like to do with all the different mediums i explore you know when it's when it's something from like a video game going to something nice. from a portraiture, then splash a little bit of color in there, just constantly mix it up. Yeah. You know, and it's what I find too, is that, you know, the clients have the most creative minds with what they, the ideas they bring to the table where, you know, I don't think of something and then it's just, Oh my God, like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. That's what they bring to the table is what gets me excited uh, majority of the time. So it's just, all right, now let me let me mix this with a little bit of what I've got from what I'm listening to on uh, my latest album <laughs> that I'm yeah. listening to from a new artist, and let's you know let's get the juices flowing with it. So yeah, I like that answer because it means that you're you're definitely a tattoo artist because you you infused your clients with it. Not that you necessarily have to. There's people that just like they they do a certain kind of art and their their crowd is attracted to it just because they're attracted to it but i personally i feel like um for me uh the client and their idea is something that i really really enjoy and i think it's a lot easier um have longevity in this if you love people and you love yeah. the client and you love mixing it up like you said so that's cool yeah. and so i used to work i used to work at a kitchen growing up in high school at banquet hall and, but I'd always work as a cook and I never, I never went out into the front because I always said, you know, I, I hate people. I remember like the one experience <laughs> I had where I was waiting uh, a table and I was working at a Mexican restaurant and we offered complimentary like chips and salsa and I'm clearing the table. And this, this woman's just sitting there all alone reading her book. And, you know, I just, pardon me, you know, would you like some more salsa? It's complimentary on the house. She, I, she didn't bat an eye. I, I just thought she didn't hear me. And so I just said, oh, like, pardon me, ma'am, didn't mean to interrupt. And she just shooed me away, like not a <laughs> word or anything. And I was just like, oh, my God, if that doesn't solidify, like why I want to work <laughs> in the back. But now, you know, actually jumping into 
like the service industry for the first time, I never thought I'd actually love um, the people as much as I do. And that's, yeah. it's just so awesome being able to build those connections because I feel like I've just been deprived of, you know, human connectivity for such a long time because I'm a hermit and, <laughs> you know, I don't get out much. So, well, yeah, you're probably a lot like most of us. I find a lot of us are extroverted introverts. Like we need, yeah. like we, we have a very high energy around people because we're, we're fueled by what we're excited about and what we can, what we can add to their, their ideas and their experiences, but we need a heavy atonement. Like we have to come back, recharge, and then we can go back out again. But like, yeah. if we don't get that recharge, man, like it's just, I, yeah. I, t- I told Fawn during her podcast, uh, not, not this one, but like the one where I was on her podcast, uh, tattoo collecting podcast. She, I was like, yeah, like, it's almost like <clears throat> if, if I don't get my, my downtime, I'm like that, that person who's been rubbing their feet on a carpet forever. Like if you touch me, I'm going to fucking shock you because I'm too charged. Like I'm too amped up and I'll just, I'll wall out on whatever because I'm, I'm too bombarded and, and life does get that way. Like you, it's all really awesome. It's all really positive, but even too much positive energy. If you're not able to balance it out, you're going to fucking zap somebody. So I really need to come back and like atone and, and find that quiet and, and that lack of bombardment and that focus. And then I can, then I can juggle again, but yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's probably yeah, the that, same. That mental fatigue uh, really hit me hard uh, when you first start doing it and you realize you're tattooing and it's 6am and you haven't slept for 16 <laughs> hours. And but then you get, you jump into it when you're, you know, actually working with somebody and just trying to, you know, engage with them and talk with them. Sure. You can go that long when it's just you, but when you're, when you're talking with somebody, you're trying to, you know, teach somebody who's right next to you, you know, that whittles down and cuts in half to like eight hours. And it's just, right. you know, you come home and you sleep like a dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, yeah. Don't wake me up. Yeah. <laughs> Scorch you. Well, I mean, it sounds like you're already on this path, at least mentally. And you're, you're obviously aware of it because you said, you said it during, um, you know, if your critique about yourself, really about like, not hazing, but just like always wanting to go further than where you are. The biggest piece of advice I got relatively into like my third year of tattooing, which I think is where most people meet this. Um, was from my friend, Jake Kirk, who's doing my chest and my neck. And and when he saw my portfolio at that point, he was, I think, three years more senior. He was like six years in at that point, Um, which, you know, after like five years, you kind of really get grounded as a tattoo artist. And I feel like you you kind of um, feel that like confidence about all, like three years in is like when all of the body parts start being less ominous like you're like oh shit I, I'm not scared of ribs anymore like <laughs> you know like like I'm I I know I can handle it but but um what he gave me was slow down like everything yep. slow down you know uh when you're packing color like stay there longer turn your machine down you know things like that don't try to execute a final piece so much um yeah. And, and I think that that is the world around for, cause you know, like you're like most toddlers, like, you know, 
like a three-year-old is just like a little bipolar piece of shit that every other second, like they're crying about something that just happened to them for the first time. And it's like, dude, there's more cookies. You don't have to worry about the one that fell on the floor, but it's the end of the world for them. So like, (laughs) so yeah, like if I give you any like analogy of that, but you sound grounded, like you, yeah, you sound really, (laughs) you sound grounded and uh, you sound like you're very aware of um, how your mind wants more than what, you know, like, and they, it takes time. So um, I'm happy for that. Like, it seems like you're on, like, you're on a great path, man. Like, it's awesome. Thanks. It's awesome yeah. to hear that. Yeah. And I yeah. think that, you know, the biggest piece of advice and it just, it clicked like that. And that's when things started to really come full circle. And I know I've, we've talked about it just a few times here about that gut feeling. Uh, mm-hmm. The best piece of advice was, you know, if something's going wrong, you know, troubleshoot and like follow your gut. Nobody's, nobody's on that, but you at the moment and no one's doing what you're doing, even if they do jump on. Yeah. And so they may, they may show you something that feels different, but it's not going to resonate. So what's your gut telling you, you know, right. do you slow down, do you, you know, do you slow uh, how you're whipping, do you slow how you're uh, right. trying to just pull a line, something like that. And then where it came full circle was just like, Oh my God, I never, I never really stopped following my gut from the time that I said, you know, 13 that, shoot, I like, I want to do this. I want to figure out how to get there. Um, Even if it seems unsurmountable at the time. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Some exciting news, diary listeners. We actually got a wonderful promotional code from Reinventing the Tattoo recently, and we're happy to share this with you. It's 10% off on a subscription to Reinventing the Tattoo. And if you don't know about this wonderful, wonderful service, it's continuing education for working professionals, very geared around tattooers. But I would venture to say that if you are looking to improve your art skills and have regular momentum to your creativity, creativity and to your own professional education, I can't recommend it enough. One of the prime people that you will be critiqued by and helped with and draw with and all of that good stuff is Guy Atchison. And if you don't know about him, you probably should. He is a very, very pivotal person in our industry. I joined them for for one exercise. I I did a color study. I mean, Rico sat there and and watched me the other night do Mm -hmm. a, a color study exercise with Guy and company, and it was amazing. I was flexing all kinds of muscles. It's just all around if you want to improve your art skills. I can't see a better way than hanging out with a lot of professional artists and seeing the kind of work that they do and the kind of exercises they work on all the time. It's www.reinventingthetattoo.com backslash The Apprenticeship Diaries. So again, that's www.reinventingthetattoo.com backslash The Apprenticeship Diaries. And that's going to save you 10% on your subscription. Go check it out, folks. Hello, Apprenticeship Diary listeners. There's a new trimmer company out there called Smooth My Balls. And when I tell you it's Nick Free, it's Nick Free. If you want one and would like to save 15%, go to smoothmyballs.com forward slash The Apprenticeship Diaries. And I, I also say, and I can't plug them enough, but um, reinventing the tattoo, man, if you don't have a subscription, 
Um, you might, you might like want to have, like, if there's like a, for Christmas or something, you, you purchase it for the whole studio and give them a login code because even guys like fine with that. Uh, he really just wants, um, the truth of that, that subscription to go out and it's $300 for a year. So it's really not bad. Um, but I used to do it as a regular gift, uh, to my studio was a reinventing the tattoo subscription. And for me, it's such a good supplement tool for, um, educating and, uh, you know, professional educating all the, I mean, you have people that have been tattooing for as long as I have, that still meet with guy and they do Monday night drawing times. I'm a douche. I don't get there as often <laughs> as I should. In fact, I was kind of like berated by Jason Lesser. He was like, so why don't you do the Monday drawing classes? It'd be really nice to see you all the time. I was like, are you fucking single? Uh, he's hilarious. like, he's like, yeah. And I was like, that's why I was like, cause when I was single, that's a, you know, it's just harder to combine your life with another human and figure out that pace. And we're three years in, so we're figuring it out more and more and it, it will get there. And he, it's not that he limits me. He lets me do whatever the fuck I want. I'm in my own head. And, but I, you know, I want it to be good for both of us. And I was like, but it's a lot harder to re- when I was single, man, you know, you're able to get your regiment down. You're able to be streamlined. You're able to dedicate like over and over again and make some nice rituals. The second you get another person's rhythm in that it's fucking all over the place. Yeah. It's like crazy. And I was like, and I don't want to lose this guy. So I got to figure it out. Like, I'm not willing to just cast him off just to make Monday night drawing, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> So I'm going to figure it out and I will be there more, but it's beautiful because every time like guy sets like a, um, an assignment for the night, um, he gives you three different references. He it's, it's regular drawing practice. It's ve- regular fundamentals. Once, once you start, you draw with him, he draws with you. You get to see what he's doing. It's like an art jam right then yeah. and there where you get to draw with them. And, um, and he'll critique what you've, what you've done. Like he'll give you pointers. So it's, it's really nice. So if you, um, do, do you have it or on your on there yet? Uh, I started looking into it actually last Good. week and I started looking at a lot of those videos and a lot of it did really resonate with just, you know, breaking things down constructive, constructively and now being able to apply, you know, something that you, you, you may have known it some yeah. point in your life, but you've kind of brought back. So yeah, yeah. the whole reinventing thing does come full circle with it. And, and dude, it's yeah. so atoning. Like every time you feel stumped, I, for any artist out there, if you feel stumped, Guy was incremental. Like they, a lot of them had a copy of the OG <laughs> reinventing the tattoo book. They, uh, it's just the stuff that he talks about. It is exactly that. It reminds you of things you already knew, and then it gets you back on track again. Like wherever you're stuck, if you just sit there for a minute, analyze the things he's saying, you remind yourself like, okay, fit, flow, color, balance, contrast. We got to have a little of this. And then when he like, when you have him regularly critiquing you enough, you're, you're like, oh shit. And then your work just blossoms into something. It's amazing. I do need to do it more. Like I. Jason was right. I don't want to say he's not right. I'm, and I don't have to be single in order to do it. No, yeah. Nor does anyone else. I, that's my excuse and I'm exercising it, but like, uh, yeah, it it's, I can't plug it enough. Um, I've, I've invested in that subscription multiple times for not only my studio, but also as a supplementary tool to apprenticing people. Like 
you know, my apprentice has read all the chapters. He's, he's, it, I watched overnight how he took a design that really needed some work. And I just asked him questions about it. I gave him a few little things to meditate on. And then he went back to reinventing the tattoo, looked it over and what he came out with afterwards. I was like, holy fucking shit, dude. Like, that's so awesome. They gave your apprentice, you know, an apprentice doing something like that. Those, you know, those foundations, you don't realize that sometimes, you know, that's all you need just for something to click, especially when you're first learning, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. No, I mean, and, and honestly, like, you know, it's the infusion because I think Guy recognized um, how many art kids were coming into this field and he um, recognized how fundamental art, like just art fundamentals were to tattooing. And, um, and he really wanted to comment on them and with biomechanical, especially because it, it, it is all about like creating something that has never been that is all based in textures and uh, like those things that like, I mean, the guy takes what, what he does the guy, but the guy, what the guy named guy takes, um, he takes lots of photos. Have you ever like, um, if you deep dive into him, he's a really cool dude. His, his studio, um, is amazing. Um, uh, his wife's amazing too, but, um, he'll build like full models of things. Like he'll, He'll render full models of things and set lighting on them and take photographs of them. Oh, that's rad. Yeah, just so that he can go into a painting or into a concept so that he can be a bit more informed. And because I think he started out doing a lot of that stuff, he he does know how to guess at lighting and all of that stuff a hell of a lot better than anybody would be like, Oh, well, if it's coming from this angle and it's hitting from this way, you're going to have this kind of shadow. And then you're going to have this kind of back back shadow. And then this is going to happen. And this is how it's going to affect the color. He just, he knows it because he's literally hacked every single piece of it. And then given you the knowledge of it. It's so cool. And then he regularly submits himself continually to it. So um, that's why they're affiliate of mine. Like I, I made it a plan for this podcast that I do not want to join forces with anyone that I find lacking in integrity about what I feel is right for, uh, for people in general to listen to and to be invested in and to look into, um, which, which also like, I'm just going to go out there. If you need a ball trimmer, (laughs) (laughs) I also have an affiliate of Smoothie Balls, which is a whole other thing. But I like them because I like their marketing. They make me laugh. And they made you laugh. They do. Every every time I hear it, I laugh. (laughs) (laughs) They are Nick Free. They are Nick Free. It's just so funny how they still hit me up. I, I, I need to comment that to them and be like, listen, we got to talk about your, your um, affiliate um, garnishing kind of thing, because you guys have hit me up like three times past when I am now an affiliate with you. Like I'm literally, I have like a whole account where like <laughs> that's linked, linked to a PayPal that you guys will pay me. If I, if I send people your way, obviously it hasn't happened yet, but um, you've hit me up like three times on Instagram since asking me if I want to be an affiliate and I already am and I'm starting to get by heard about it. <laughs> Send money. It's like, it's like, uh, like I've tried your products. I'm going to try more. Like they just came out with their sack mat. Um, finally they got that oh, going. Man. What is that? 
it's a yoga mat where you can play like a game. It's kind of like for, for, I would think adolescents to see when you're like, cause the whole point is that you have this mat that you trim your, you know, your hairs on. And instead of it going over your mom's nice floor or your wife's or, you know, whoever's, you roll up the mat and you dump it into something instead of leaving your shit everywhere, all your little clippings and shit. But it's a yoga mat with like ball sacks <laughs> printed on it in like circles so that you can hit and you can try and see how many hairs you can get within the ball sacks. Oh, that's fantastic. There's a game. It's a game. It is. It's a game. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> where that blade's going <laughs> it's ingenuity at its finest <laughs> no, i'm just saying i the the reason why i love them so much is because it's all my level man like they're a little crude they're a little funny i i just i enjoy it so much like i know they got a long way to climb but <laughs> you gotta put like you gotta put like a little stall up in a shop with that mat and have that be like the designated area i mean <laughs> This will be part of our art practices for sure. Like if ever, like there's an incident that we need to do this. I, I just recently saw from a client of mine. He's fantastic. His name's Angelo. Hi, Angelo. Um, but he's, uh, he's fantastic. He's an artist, um, uh, really studying animation and done a lot of video kind of stuff and does incredible stuff already from even just school. Um, He's 22, fucking brilliant. It drives me nuts um, seeing so much talent in a person. But he showed me this really cool project of um, people who paint each other nude, like different relationships. And he showed me two best friends, two male best friends that painted each other nude while they like talk to each other about their mutual like like feelings about themselves. Like it was like an unveiling of feelings and how they felt about their bodies and they both shared in that as one painted the other, like, and then they'd show each other their painting. It was really, really good. Um, cool. Yeah, it was really good. One guy was like Russian. He was, <laughs> and he was like, I feel like my body is the, the perfect result of just neglect. <laughs> and, but he was very like, he was very assured of what he was saying. He could artist, you know, articulate it beautifully and he was very casual. Like you could tell, like it sh- he just accepted it. And then his best friend uh, was Diesel, man. Like he was fucking cut to the hill. But like when you hear him, he, he had a lot more insecurities. Like he got picked on a lot. He really wanted, you know, like both of them kind of carried their being differently and their image differently. And their paintings were hilarious and awesome and not, you know, they weren't artists, but but they were good art because of the the whole art expression. I, I don't know if it's on YouTube or not, but if you go in search of it, it's a really cool thing. And um, yeah, so maybe we could do something with the sack mat if we did something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I kind of just like it because I think that partners should be that kind of in, intimate and playful with each other. Like it shouldn't yeah. get you know, like you're going to spend the rest of your life with this person. Who are we kidding anymore? Let's have some fun <laughs> you <know? laughs> and, you know, be kind and considerate and all of those good things. Um, so uh, are there any, are there any artists that's, I mean, you mentioned a couple of them that truly inspire you right now or that you hope to meet or that you, you know, just are looking a lot at, or I don't know that you think people should look at. Do you have a new yeah. Uno? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite right now is Clara Sinclair. 
she's out so she's out in the uk and her stuff is just oh, like UK very so victorian-esque mm-hmm. um mixed with like a different not even you know it's got elements of that neo-traditional style in it but mm-hmm. then mixes it with that victorian a uh, lot of filigree and it's just some of the most gorgeous uh forms and textures i've seen within just her work in general um and everything fits the composition of the body just so nicely um so definitely her um like i said earlier david cordon is somebody i never stop looking at uh his stuff just constantly has me in awe um but then uh one of the artists i listen to right now uh landed tours is this guy's name uh he's with the band called the plot in you and then he also does a lot of his own solo stuff uh for things that i like listening to and just looking up to this guy as an artist with what he brings to the table um where he's a lot more open and you know he likes talking about his music and things uh that's awesome he's really yeah he i I just never stopped listening to this guy and it's crazy how many different buttons he wears um because he makes and masters his own music and then you know he's doing his solo stuff where he's doing that and he's got his band and everything sounds so different but alike and I guess the reason I resonate with stuff like that is because a lot of what he sings about is very like very self-destructive and mm-hmm. I'm very I'm very pulled towards that nature of things right. um not necessarily because that's who I am but just because it's it's just what I'm into and it you know it paints some of these images right. um a lot of it kind of you know real dark but you know also really real and you know it, some of that stuff when it hits you I, you know you're just like oh my god like it's great and it's just, yeah, just yeah. something about it. So. Well, it's a, it's a timing thing, right? Like, cause, um, I think most of us feel like there's never enough time. And then there's this fascination with the, the macabre that, that we as artists kind of always have, because we recognize this, the cycle cyclical nature of things and kind of the inevitability and, yeah. um, the richness of everything and the romance and the, all of that stuff. So it makes sense. Like, and I, I, I think too, the, the, the issue is too, is that within creation, um, you know, we have to push those boundaries. We have to go a little bit further than most people are willing to. So with, so within that there, it, there is a lot of self-destructive type adoptions of things that help us see past what most people can. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I get that. One thing I've been obsessed with too, you know, ever recently, I'd say since I hit my twenties, it's been that idea of almost like split personality disorder, but not, not a disorder kind of thing, but what is, what does an individual see when they look in the mirror at the end of the day, when it really is, you know, just you and yourself looking at yourself, you know, are you living like a double life? Do you feel like you're just, you know, there's a constant push and pull. I know for me, it's a difference between, you know, what would be working like a corporate world and then being pulled into this tattoo world and then having the two, yeah. you know, kind of collide with each other. And for me, it just always created a constant shift, but it comes down to, you know, what are you, what are you doing with your life is kind of the question that gets <clears throat> asked. And, you know, are you happy with where you're at and what you're doing? So it's just, it, it is those harder, those harder things that people don't like coming to grips with that I think creates some insecurities with people and that limits them to living, you know, to their full potential uh, that would make them find their own happiness a little bit quicker in life if they really divulged into, into self. Right. So, no, I 100% yeah. agree that you, you, you don't go outward, you go inward. Any, yeah. Anybody who makes me think like that is somebody 
somebody I kind of look for. Ah, I um, think that that was a perfect yeah. recommendation. I like that a lot. And I like, cool. I, I have to look up, uh, there's one of the, the artists that you uh, talked about, I am following, but I have to look at Claire Sinclair. I, I don't know if I am following her, but there is so much dope, dope things yeah. happening in the UK. It's, it's dumb. Dude, they're on some next level shit over there right Especially now. Especially with neo-traditional. Yeah. I feel like they've been there for a long time and it makes me wonder what the fuck is going to come next out of people. That's, that's what's going to be crazy. I don't know, man. Like I, I'm just excited that, um, I don't know, just art in general just makes me so damn excited. Yeah. I, I, it really does. I, when we were at paradise BYOB, um, (laughs) I was given, I was given by my sister-in-law this dot making set and i'm like thinking to myself and i'm sorry emily that i'm gonna admit this but i was thinking to myself what does she think i need more fucking art supplies for like i need yeah. more shit <laughs> to do turned out to be a game changer dude i didn't pick up these tools for two fucking years until i had a, a birthday where i was like i just want to have an art day and i want to like i want to make art with my friends and i brought the this kit with me this dot making kit it was, it was a fucking, everybody wanted to dot things. Everybody, we were dotting rocks. I went to the the paradise BYD. I was, I did this little eye painting with dots on it and people were like, Whoa, what's that now? And I'm like, it's <laughs> dots. I'm making dots. And they're like dots. And I was like, yeah, it's just, just that, like, it's just that one thing that like, you know, when you just go outside of like what you think, just anything you think and just play with it a little bit now i'm obsessed with dotting things and like what what else can i dot (laughs) to think for like two fucking years i was like like i need more shit (laughs) i recommend it it's very it's very cathartic too like it's very meditative it's challenging too because you got to get like the right amount of paint on these fucking things like good dot Mm -hmm. And then it's got to be even too much. It's just like, Oh, God. Yeah, no. it's I'm going like to spend nothing. all, I'd spend all day on it. Just like, Dude. just wanting to perfect it. Oh my God. <laughs> You'd move on quick. Like, but yeah, I mean, it's very, it's just very meditative. And I think that was the allure for most people was just that like in building, it was like building sand paintings for Buddhists, yeah. you know, like it was just like, just dotting. Like it was just going to add a little. Outside of outside of art and all things like that. And a question for you too, Rico would be like, what do you, is there anything that you do outside of, you know, your norm, what would be art and that would, that gets your brain to just kind of shut off like that. Lifting weights. Yeah. That's kind of your, yeah. World where you yeah, shut off. Well, yeah, because when you lift weights, especially when you get in like the power lifts and the strong man type stuff, like you really can't be thinking a whole lot because then, you'll psych yourself out, you know? So, and then like, um, fishing is pretty mindless hunting, you know, hunting is actually really mindless as well. I mean, it's kind of, I believe it's instinctual behavior, you know, because everything slows down, like right before you harvest your animal, like in that moment, like if you're bow hunting, even with a uh, rifle hunting, um, everything just slows down and like bow hunting, you got to let them get close. I mean, you can like, you know, you can really see their eyes and shit. And like they're when the animals coming by, like all the hair on them, like you can almost see like every individual hair. You can smell them. It's, it's pretty crazy. That's so sweet. Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah, I do a lot of things that are, you know, kind of mindless to, you know, just yeah. escape reality. He's a pretty, I mean, obviously I wouldn't be with him if I didn't find him, but I find a, a lot of parallels between how we function as artists, you know. Um, not only that, but just like Rico is very matter of fact. He's like equally as stubborn as I am, which is great because he pushes back when I need it. And I, I, I can't be grateful enough for that because <laughs> I fucking need to be pushed back at man. Like it's terrible. What's up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a mess. I'm a hot well, mess. My mom's Puerto Rican and my dad's Italian, man. So it's just like double the stubbornness. Nice. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's a thing. I can't. I, oh, okay. It's let me go. And I, oh, I wanted to get that artist uh, that I, I was looking for. Oh, of course. Um, tag by this. Nope. Is that him? Waller Montero. Have you ever seen his work? It's new to me. Waller. No, I'm pulling him up right now. Do it. Oh, you'll be happy you did. Um, W A L E R. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, already dude. follow him. Yeah. Dude, his work is so like uh, it's fucking. Yeah, gorgeous, I see right? his stuff. His stuff is pops up on my feed all the time. See some of these compositions uh, on some of these legs are just ridiculous. See, that's what I love. I love. I love the combination of collage and pattern and and all of that and just. <clears throat> It's so fucking cool. It's like yeah. trash poco, but not. In yeah, certain with ways. that, like, yeah, more of a neo traditional like uh, foundation built yeah. on it. Yep. Yeah, like look at that. Look how look look that's, how smooth that that's is. That's crazy. That man's dumb awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, ah! that's some serious. Right <laughs> so there. good. This one, this one blows my mind with the gold streaks like going through it and just how that gold like fucking glows. Sorry, we're geeking out about oh, wow. you, Waller, but this is, this wow. is, you know, you know, I got an art fad out, you know, fag out a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, his work is phenomenal. Um, so he's one of, uh, he's one of the, my new, new discoveries and I can't believe it's new, but he's, I mean, clearly been doing this shit for a while and he's in Germany. There's so many people in Europe that are incredible right yeah. now. I want to get one over of the to guys. Europe. One of the guys, if you don't already follow him too, uh, Michael Perry uh, over here in the States, he's, yeah, he's crazy black and gray artist. I think I do. I think I do. Let me see. Let me see. Michael Perry. I just yeah. want people to, to check these, these artists out and, and uh, yeah, get, get some get some cool art knowledge under you and follow some great people because it's good for both yeah. tattoo artists and um and uh do i this is an artist artist no tattoo um i put mike perry so that's probably why it's michael perry um i just want like i want Cause I had a guy recently um, come to me and he had this whole idea and uh, I am following him. Yes. I knew I was. It's fucking just so good. So, so good. 
Like I, you know, basically if you threw in a color here and there, he'd be a, the other dude. Yeah. Um, you know, it'd, like it'd be just, like a perfect compliment. Fuck. So good. Um, I just, so I had a client come in recently and he didn't know about trash polka. And so that's the thing is that like, for me to throw out on this podcast for anybody who isn't a tattoo artist listening and, and ask you guys to like say people that you really look at, you know, that's something like for a while I was showing people a lot of Jay freestyles work. And it has, a, I was kind of like, look, I'm, I'm really influenced by this. Can you see your idea anyway within this? Because a lot of the stuff that people give you, it, like the, the idea is cool. <clears throat> like I want to make it happen. I'm not necessarily sure how, and a lot of it, they need to get out of their head about making an actual scene or something that makes sense. The tattoo doesn't have to make sense. It just has to be artfully beautiful. And um, I, I just don't think a lot of people know what you're talking about when you say that until they see something like that. And um, this, this particular guy had never, never knew about trash polka. And when I showed him it, you know, he wanted something that was a military memorial for his dad. And I was like, this style for a dude, um, for me, is like one of the best for military, like memorial representations, just because it has dramaticism. It has like this power to it. It has, you know, the ability to combine a bunch of things because he had all these different ideas and wants that if I tried to like put them in and make sense of them and render everything a specific way, it just wouldn't have looked good. So I was like, you know, you should really try and look at the style because uh, I think, he, and as soon as he saw it, he, he cached his entire one. He had been carrying around this one picture for like years, <laughs> like waiting for the, just the artist to do it. And we met for a consultation and, and he showed me this picture. And, and in a second, he was like, nope, fuck that shit. This is what I want. This is exactly what I want right here. I like that. And I was like, cool. <laughs> All didn't, think, didn't know if that would be that easy, but he was like, yeah, dude, that I like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, awesome. Sweet. Yeah. So where can um, people find you? What's your, um, I know that your name is spelled Derek, like normally Derek, but you went Derek rock on your Instagram, correct? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah. So you can, uh, find me on Instagram at uh, D rock tattoos. Um, and then out in Madison or uh, out in New Glarus, Wisconsin, at Art and Soul Tattoo and Gallery for anybody nice. listening. Nice, so. right on, man. And and are is your music anywhere? Like as of right now, yeah. or is that? Do you got an IG page? Right Not now? publicly. I'm pulling. I'm pulling that one back for right now. Okay, <laughs> right, cool. right on, right on. <laughs> got some stuff in the works for it, so we'll see. And where well, where can we find you at? Oh, uh, we're the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries, you know, and then my, my, um, Instagram is a Nichols tattoos if anybody wants, but I'm, I'm everywhere. Like, um, as far as contacting me for tattoo work, it's always through my website, which I recommend for anyone. If you don't currently have your own website for, um, tattooing and, and getting your tattoo clients, I, I, I mean, because I'm an older generation, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't like, I don't like DMing and I don't, I don't, you know, any of that shit. So I have a website. I have a contact page. I make my clients wait a really long fucking time because I'm one person and I do a lot of big works. Um, but once I get to you, I try to make it very personal. And then the website, it needs to be updated right now. Like I'll, I'll admit that I really want to put some video in there. I want to, um, expand on what the studio aim is i'd love to fuse in a blog i mean there's lots of things that i want to 
have this be <clears throat> a, a view of Amy, but like if you, you know, you search my website, it's one of the first things to come up. And um, so it's anicholstattoos.com. Um, but yeah, like to do business with tattooing, that's where you'd want to reach me. For anything else, like podcasting, whatever, I'm pretty kamikaze at this point, mostly because I haven't. I, I we do have a website. It's 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 tattoo or not tattoo. Um, theapprenticeshiptires.com. Um, but it's very shell right now. Like it, I'm I'm it's still under building. construction. It's under construction. I mean, it's constructive, but it's like it's not fancy yet. It's really it's just what, a facelift. It's what you can find. It's what you can find anywhere you can find podcasts. Really, like um, you'll see a little picture of me, and you'll you'll see a little bit of um, iHeartRadio. Yeah, Play. Yeah, all of those iTunes. Yeah, so you can find a lot of places. Stitcher. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're on all of those things. I, but I, you know, I want to keep leveling up, man. I definitely want to get a YouTube account, like as far as aspirations, because. I, first of all, just for the, the hearing impaired community, um, being able to have subtitles and, um, to read people's lips and see their faces and stuff like that, I think would be really good. Um, but also just because people, people like watching podcasts too. And why not? Yeah. Why fucking not? Yeah. If you, you ever want any help troubleshooting any of that, any of that stuff, getting any other platforms set up, feel free to let me know and just turn it on for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Definitely. All it takes to get, make sure everything's HD and up to your, up to your standard. Awesome. More than happy to help with something like that. So. Thank you. Cause you've had quite the, uh, you've had quite the time in, uh, in mechanical stuff, like in engineering yeah. and all of that stuff, you know, like coding, all, all that, all that stuff that I'm terrible, terrible. I'm very analog. So I, this guy super. is even worse. <laughs> I am like, he's rubbing sticks together. <laughs> Oh my computer. God. I'm like, I envy that. Like, <laughs> the Oregon train. Well, uh, same thing. Like, um, hopefully I if, suck at tech stuff right now. It's a <laughs> private studio, but hopefully, and it's small and it's just, just me and my apprentice right now where we're trading off days, um, of the week learning. And, and I'm, I'm kind of focused on his education and getting him up and rolling. And so that he can either go work for another place or, or whatever, um, whatever's conducive for him and the pace that he wants to go at. I, I, I let that be on him, but, um, hopefully I'll have some place, but as it stands right now, like if you want to come and just hang out and see Maryland or if you have Baltimore tattoo convention. I mean, right now I've kind of told people, but I don't care if like my house is invaded and people are sleeping on the floors, as long as they're not allergic to cats, I don't give a fuck. Um, but yeah, like if you're in town for whatever thing, hit us up, see, you know, see, uh, if, if we're available, we'll take you out. We'll give you a, you know, we'll show you the hikes and stuff that are around. There's a lot of beautiful scenery in Maryland. So yeah, for yeah. sure. I appreciate that. I'd, I got to get yeah. out of the house more. So I think I'd love to get out to Maryland someday here. Yeah. Someday it. soon. Not put it off for like five, 10 years. I hear you, man. <laughs> well, and if nothing else, just know that the Gettysburg Battlefield uh, Tattoo Convention, it was a expo. very, or Expo, I'm sorry, Battlefield Expo was a great little tattoo convention that yeah, I, it was. I definitely highly recommend. Yeah. So if you wanted to get, you know, sink your teeth into one, and the creators, the the actual makers of the tattoo convention were dope people. I wanted to interview them as well. So um, they're just they're just wonderful humans. So I can't can't say anything bad about it. I so. appreciate that that tidbit of knowledge there. Definitely wrote that one down. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Do you have any closing uh, remarks or anything? This is a, this is a good time. Yes. No, nah, I just, you know, thank you for everybody who, you know, gave me an opportunity to step into this. And I think it's a, uh, I think it's a window I want to keep open for any open-minded individuals who may want to also pursue something uh, in the world of the arts, just in general. So any questions about literally anything, you know, I'm an open book. I, you know, everybody here is an open book from what I've gathered. It's been awesome getting to know you, Amy yeah. and Rico, and it's, you know, it's been nothing short, but from a pleasure. So Hell yeah, you know, man. thank you both as well. Thank you for coming on our podcast. Hell yeah, man. Uh, we really appreciate you. And I cannot wait to see um, what happens. And this doesn't have to be the end. We can have another podcast installment, mm-hmm. you know, touch base with you. If it is years from now, you know, we all, you know, if it does happen to happen, then whatever, we all lose track of time. But don't think it's the end, man. Like, you just come back and it will always be accepted with warm, open arms. The the door is always open. We'd love to hear back from you. So I can't wait to watch you. Likewise. Doors are always open. If you're ever, ever around the Wisconsin area, hit me up. Awesome. Wonderful. Excellent. Will do, man. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much and have a great night. You got to turn on some lights in your house. We've watched it all become <laughs> progressively... I've got like one lamp in the back. There's nothing. This is what you saw earlier is my whole apartment. So like I said, Hermit, this is my stool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome though. But we like yeah. we saw it all like kind of progress into the night. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. You're gonna go get some some food in you and thank you so much. Yep. Thank you guys. Thank all right, you. man. All right. Bye and we'll Very be in touch. <laughs> you too. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find The Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We We look look forward forward to hearing from from our listeners. listeners.